Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Rumors versus Facts, the Georgia Bulldogs recruiting show, where we can try to wade through all the garbage that's out there and actually give you some definitive answers on Georgia Bulldogs recruiting. My name is Roddy DeBulsey. I am joined by Jed May, Lance uh, McCurley. Uh, took me a second, like Macaulay? Calkin? Yeah, you should call me McConkey this time. <laughs> and of course, Trent Smallwood, our, our our oldest recruiting guy at UJSports.com. He's been with me since the beginning. And then we got you know the two new guys, newish. It's only been a year for a couple of them, but you know, what, what, what are you gonna do? Uh let's jump right into it. Huge, huge news. I know everyone's talking about it from the coaching standpoint, but to me, this is gigantic news on the recruiting standpoint. You have Nick Saban retiring and there's only been one other team that has recruited at the same level at which Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs have recruited over the last few years, and it's Nick Saban's Alabama team. We don't know who the coach is going to be there. We've got some inklings, and we've seen some guys, some names pop up, some names shot down. But to me, this is gigantic from a Georgia recruiting standpoint. So. Uh, first, let me get your thoughts on it. Uh, I ask each of you, just kind of give me your, what was your initial thought and what, you know, 24, 48 hours later, what, what is your thought now? What, what, what have you thought about it? Just from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, it's huge. Cause like you said, Georgia and Alabama, I mean, me and Lance were talking last night about the story he had today of, of battles that Georgia and Alabama head to head battles. And you go through the top, you know, 50 guys or whatever in the rivals 250 and there's seven or eight of them. And I told Lance, I was like, if we did every guy that Georgia and Alabama are going head to head for it, the, the story would be about 9,000 words long. So yeah. um, Kirby, you know, that's has been Alabama's recruiting pitches. Hey, come play for the goat, come play for the guy who yeah. Saban's got the, the war chest of all the rings and stuff in his office. And obviously the next guy will have that um, from a, a look what this program is done perspective, but he won't, whoever it is, won't be the guy who has, won all those uh, trophies himself. So, yeah, it's, it's huge just because Georgia recruits against Alabama geographically, obviously, but also as the, you know, two of the top probably four or five premier programs in college football over the last decade or so. I was kind of shocked when the news came out, but obviously, you know, I mean, we had, we had kind of talked about this on the reaction. We had heard um, for a while that it could happen. And then, you know, 24 to 48 hours out, you know, I'm honestly surprised that, you know, only, you know, one guy, Ryan Williams, has has left. Um, you know, he's he's unsigned in that 2024 class. There's obviously a few that have decommitted. But just from a recruiting standpoint, what Jed and I were talking about, I mean, there's so many across like the past, you know, ever since Kirby and Kirby, you know, came to Georgia. And, um, you know, it's going to continue in 2025, 2026. All these elite kids, um, you know, now could potentially, uh, you know, be more swayed, you know, Georgia's way, especially in the state of Alabama. There's a lot of them that I mentioned in my story today that are Alabama uh, prospects from that state. Yeah, when I mean, this has been kind of the um, rumors about it for the past, what, five years? And we've kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is gonna it, this is gonna happen this year and it's bull crap. I mean, it, this is continue to be. Uh, Saban's gonna coach till he's eighty, and uh, when it finally pops, you just don't really expect it to happen. Like, uh, if, even though we've heard rumors, you just never expect it to happen. And yeah, I man, it's a huge deal because that was not only 
Kirby Smart. I mean, Kirby Smart hadn't lost to another coach since when? Uh, I mean, 2020. Um, his last two losses have been been to Nick Saban. Um, so that's been kind of uh, the thorn in his side on the field. And then recruiting-wise, that's his main battle recruiting-wise. I mean, you see them battling it out in the trenches. I know they've had um, – Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes. Yeah. There's been a, a few more with, like, Georgia and Florida State. There'll probably be a few more with Georgia and Auburn with Freeze there. But over a course of uh, the last five, six years, it's been Georgia-Alabama. And, um, you know, that kind of uh, – depending on who they hire, they're not going to hire anybody that's got the resume that Nick Saban's got that you can look back and say, I want to go play for the GOAT because it don't matter who you hire now – um, any of those guys that you hire are not going to have a national championship unless you hire Harbaugh or if you hire, um, you're not getting smart. So, um, yeah. so you don't really have that to look back on. So I think the recruiting is going to get, uh, not say easier because this day and age it's not easy, but, uh, it, you're not going to have those battles at Alabama like you've had. Right. That was kind of my point of why I said it's such a big deal. And I said it repeatedly, like, you know, you can tell I don't have my show notes ready. Uh, you're not going up against Saban. You're you're right. You're going up against Alabama. That's hard enough. But we've seen that turnover, you know, at a school like Florida. Georgia went head to head with Florida for years, but then they went through a series of coaches that didn't quite work out. And now you're not going up against, you know, when you're going up against Steve Spurrier it was harder. You know, when you're going up against Urban Meyer it was harder. When you're going up against uh, uh, McElwain, not as tough. You know, that's not as hard now uh, against Billy Napier. So. Billy Napier. I would think, like, because we, we we all talk about you know re- relationships are big and recruiting and guys are are recruited by a position coach. I would guess that more people go to Alabama to play for Nick Saban than you know than go to Florida State to play for Mike Norvell, or even go to Georgia to play for Kirby Smart. I think that I think Kirby might be second on that list, especially when you're talking about defensive backs. But you know who. It's just a different thing again when when it's a guy of save and stature. You know, guys don't go. I feel like to LSU to play for Brian Kelly. They don't go to Michigan to play for Jim Harbaugh. You go to Alabama to play for and be tutored by Nick Saban. I feel like that's that's a huge. Um, and and then we talked about everything. Whoever has to follow him has to follow. That's a a huge uh, set of shoes to step into because whether it's you know, Tommy Reese, Kalen DeBoer. I mean, Kalen DeBoer, they talked about his uh, pedigree or whatever in leading up to the national championship. He was at like a D2 school 10 years ago or, or whatever, whatever it was. So he, that, and, and it, he's obviously done a great job to get to where he is, but he just doesn't have that same track record that a Nick Saban has. Yeah. Um, Nick, Nick Saban was able to get guys in and say, look how many people I've put into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Look how many first yeah. round. I've got four Heisman Trophy winners. We talk about Lincoln Riley and you know being able to get uh, Heisman trophies for his quarterbacks. He's done it. You know, Nick's done it all over the place. And now, and I really like what uh, Trent said. You, you put Norvell in there. You put uh, Glenn Schumann at Georgia right now. There's rumors tonight about him. Talk about Dan Landing, who's already turned it down. Strike one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put in uh, Norvell. And there's nobody that has that charisma that proven track record like you said i gotta go play for next saving because i know i'll get in the league doesn't matter what position it's at you know, look at all the wide receivers look at the running backs look at the offensive defensive linemen i'm gonna go get in there now kirby's got that kirby has that juice Come, people are coming to play for kirby because at each position he's developed them and got them into the league so i can definitely see that kind of you know kirby is the next saving 
the, the next Saban. It's the mm-hmm. he's got he's got that charisma. He's got that uh, pedigree. He's got the proven track record. So they're coming here for it. So to that end, I think that again, I don't care who you put there. There are a lot of people who want to go to Alabama because it's Alabama. We saw that with Florida. We saw it with Tennessee. We saw it with uh, Clemson. You know, it doesn't the Ohio State? You know, uh, Michigan. With when Harbaugh leaves, uh, people will still go to Michigan, but it won't be the same. So Georgia, to me, this is a big deal for Georgia because now they are going to, they have a leg up. You're always a little bit behind because you're going up against the greatest. And, well, and I, and I, I know that they would, you would want to go to Alabama because of the roster currently, and that's something yeah. that I know NFL coaches look at when they go, "How's the roster?" Alabama's roster is is very good if you can keep it intact over the next thirty days. But in turn, do you do you really want to be the coach that follows Nick Saban? Number one, the expectations are going to be out the roof. Um, yeah, it's just a no. Nick was complaining about the expectations. I don't mean to interrupt you, but go back. Do you remember? when they didn't win a game by a big enough margin and he went off on his radio show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, you people are spoiled rotten. And, and, and not only the expectations, but you got a guy like Dan Lanning at Oregon or um, Sark at Texas. Uh, I honestly don't think if you don't have Saban's name on the Alabama program, are they honest? Uh, is that an upgrade to where, where you're at? I mean, uh, that's that's my point, and I think that's why it's going to be. I think you're going to have to bring a guy in there, maybe like a Tommy Reese or a DeBoer, somewhere that you can uh, to come in and 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 hopefully uh, sustain the roster and and you know win games because I, I don't think you're just going to get somebody who you want to get like a Sark. Uh, you you might could get Kiffin, but uh, I'm not sure that uh, Saban wants Kiffin following him. So um, it, it'll be interesting. I would want to be the guy after the next guy that they hire. Because like you said, like you said, those expectations are so high. And then they kind of if they kind of get let down, then you can come back in and build it up. But that that would be my point of view. And it's nothing against Ray Goff. I've met the guy. He's very nice, but Ray Goff had to follow Vince Dooley. Tough. Mm-hmm. Tough. When um, Coach Donnan came in, they were like, Thank God Coach Donnan's here. And he got them vastly improved. Coach Rick built on that. Kirby built on that, you know, and all those guys are well loved. The guy that gets the most crap, even though he's just—I mean, he's—he played for Georgia. Ray Goff, you know, they—they just—it soured a lot of people on him because he followed the legend, you know. It's just—and to your point, if you're following this guy again, if people are disappointed they didn't win the title, it's title or bust. You can't SEC championship doesn't matter, you know, winning record. 10, 11, 12 wins, doesn't matter. It's He's got them to where they win titles. They won six of them there. So I saw uh, somebody win- mention uh, Debo as being a possibility, yeah. and I just don't – I mean, I just, uh, if this was four years ago, I think in the modern college football four years ago without NIL, without transfer portal, I think uh, he's the guy. But in, in this day and age, if you if you bring him in – and I mentioned it on our board last night, if you bring him in and you got – 25 guys transfer out and you ain't accepting transfers and you're not playing the NIL game. He's going to be rushed out of Tuscaloosa faster than, I mean, come on. You, 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 <laughs> faster than those Dodge Chargers they give away over there. Yeah. yeah I got you. Uh, speaking that, of that shut down, the Dodge Charger plant shut down. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I think so. uh, we talked, we talked about the roster. Let's look at what Georgia can do to poach it. And let's take, can, let's have some kind of method to the madness. Uh, let's start with 2024. Okay, uh, I thought that you mentioned earlier the fact that uh, Ryan Williams is the only one who's uh, decommitted. Um, mm-hmm. 
what are what is Georgia's chances there with Ryan Williams? I mean, come on, that is one of the uh, one of the top players in the nation. You know, it's give me your thoughts there, guys. I mean, I don't think the chances are that great, just to be honest, because he is one of these guys. It's a receiver, and it's a tough sell. When I mean, he was committed to Alabama because they got the however many thousand yard receivers in the past few years and all that kind of stuff. Now he's obviously decommitted, like Lance said, he reclassified. He's taken official visits. Like I know he's going to Auburn, which seems kind of like the favorite uh, to flip him. He's one to Texas. I think I saw there's one to A&M. I have heard that he might still be visiting Georgia. That isn't confirmed yet. It's still a possibility. Um, But even if he does, I just think he's going to end up I, I would guess Auburn just because they've been on him for a really long time. They've got the whole freeze five pitch or whatever with him and Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson and, and those guys. So um, I I would guess Auburn. Now, if Georgia does somehow get him on campus, they've got a puncher's chance, I guess. Um, but I uh, I don't think the chances are uh, are that high, especially with him. Like if, if he was still in 2025 and there was a whole another year, maybe. But I think if he's yeah. signing in, three weeks or whatever. I just, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. And, and I think he's supposed to visit. Um, he's got a scheduled official visit to Alabama, like the 20th. Um, mm-hmm. And depending on who they hire in the next 72 hours, like they say, they're going to hire somebody. Um, I, I could see that visit being uh, marked off the calendar and, and going somewhere else, sure. um, depending on who the hire is. But uh, we'll wait and see. But would the, would Auburn getting the last visit be in the favorite as well? Um, it'd be hard hard to knock Auburn out of that top spot. I got you. So, well, I mean, that was a, that's the one everybody wanted. So yeah. we're saying no on that one, right? No. I, I agree with Jeff. I agree with them. And it's just kind of too late in the process. And, you know, like Trent mentioned, Auburn, you know, Auburn's going to throw out, you know, the red carpet, you know, I would believe. And, you know, that pitch, it's it's hard to say no to Hugh Freeze. It's called, it's called the green carpet now. <laughs> green carpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we got Evan Grimes on here. Yeah. He's pretty good. And we got uh, Richard. We appreciate him on there. Uh, Brett Barton, uh, Kevin Gaines, uh, a damn beast media. Good folks to have here. Also, I uh, can't poach anybody from the 2024 recruiting class for Alabama. They signed most of them. What's the rule oh. on that? I was about to say that's. Uh, I mean, you, you have a signing day and your head coach leaves three weeks later. I'm, I don't. Is there. Yeah, I would. Can you get out of that? <laughs> I would think so with the with even the the guys that are you know already on campus the players. They've- that was a thing. Uh, apparently, their classes started Wednesday, and so a lot of people were saying, "Look, they he waited you know for weeks until it was time for to get the guys on campus. Once they're on campus, you know, you start taking classes. It's harder to do it. Uh, that to me isn't the issue so much as it other places started already. Georgia had classes. Uh, you saw everybody tweeting out uh, or sharing on TikTok and Instagram videos of the monsoon that rolled through Athens, all the kids walking to Park Hall through the uh, torrential downpour. And I'm like, you know, if one of those guys wants to transfer to Georgia or Auburn or Tennessee or Florida, some of these schools have already started classes. And if you're not in by drop ad, you're out of luck. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing there. There's some stuff behind the scenes that maybe indicated why uh, Nick Saban announced when he did. But uh, – you I mean, do I run into timing issues when it comes to can you get a guy in? Can you poach a guy from the signing class who's an early enrollee? And even if they do transfer, um, and we'll talk transfer portal in just one second. Let's look real quick to the 
2025 group. So you were talking about Ryan Williams reclassifying. Uh, these were guys who committed to Nick Saban. Now Nick Saban's not there. New coach will come in, and you know they're all in on out. You know they were all in on being with Nick Saban for the next four years or three years. Which of these guys of the 2025 class do you see? Uh, maybe Georgia having a shot with. In other words, who of these? For whom does the calculus change? I mean, Mason yeah. Short's been on campus more times than Isaiah Crowell was as a player. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mason Short's been to Georgia a lot. Did not go uh, there. <laughs> he he already said he was coming back this weekend before the the yeah. state and stuff. Yeah, no. So um, that's one where it kind of feels like Georgia had some momentum anyway, and now getting the first visit of the the post Saban era. Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Mason Short potentially back off that Bama pledge after this weekend, just with everything going on. Like you said, Trent, he's been to Athens a lot. Now, he he had also announced that he'll be at Alabama next weekend. Does he still go? Does that change things? Presumably a hire is in place by then. So we'll, we'll see there. Um, Zion Grady's another one who's like he's an edge outside linebacker or whatever. Um, Georgia had been on him really hard before he committed to Alabama. He is visiting February 3rd, uh, he told me today. So that's another one where you get him back on campus and you see – you see how things go. And then Jamie French is one who is – Georgia's kind of been in contact. He, he went to the same – or goes to the same high school as uh, Carson Beck down there in Jacksonville, Mandarin High School. So that's a connection. That, that obviously has been there for a while. So Connection's huge. Maybe, maybe French, but I would really look at Short and Grady as far as guys who, like you said, Roddy, the calculus could change and Georgia could claw itself back up into getting them to back off that pledge and, and maybe uh, maybe end up flipping them in the end. Mm -hmm. Nation Short's a big one just because he's – I mean, he's an in-state – he's an in-state kid that's committed mm -hmm. to Bama right now. And like Trent mentioned, I mean, I saw him at – I've got pictures of him at, of at least two games this year. kind of, And he was sitting, like, down low. He was kind of, like, prime, right, prime real estate, kind of right behind where Rayola and they put uh, Juju Lewis. I mean, he – he seemed to be having fun at those games, and he's an hour and a half down the road as well at Evans High School down near Augusta. Yeah, I, I think there's uh, really been two schools right there uh, at the top for Mason Short, even though he's committed to Alabama. I think it's just been Georgia-Alabama. And with, with the news of Saban, I think Georgia, uh, although still committed, I think Georgia becomes the clear favorite uh, to land short. Um, so – We'll see, we'll see what happens after the visit this weekend, see if he still, you know, visits Alabama. But I, I honestly think they're trying to keep Saban, uh, you know, Saban showing up for work today. And I, I, and I know there's all the talk that he's going to stay. I honestly think he's trying to stay in the office for 30 days and try to keep the roster intact for the next for the next coach. That's what I honestly think he's doing. Well, I agree with you there. That's uh, I think that had a lot to do with the timing of it. And I, people will say that uh, – he gave no warning. It just happened. He was interviewing coaches to replace, you know, replacement re, replacement coaches for his staff two days ago. Uh, this just came out of the blue. I'm telling you, I was told by one of my best sources. We break a lot of news about Georgia football at UGAsports.com. One of my best sources told me weeks ago, hey, I have connections to Alabama amongst the donors. Because this guy's a big donor. The, the, you know, he – Deals with big donors, I should say. Uh, he deals a lot with big Georgia donors. He also deals with some big Alabama donors. He's like, look, I can tell you, Nick Saban's uh, going to retire then this year. I'm like, yeah. it, it, to your point, we've been hearing that for five years. And it's like, he's 72. How much longer can he go? 
well, we were hearing that, you know, he's 67. How much longer can he go? He's 68. How much longer can he go? He's 69. I'm like, he can go to your point to 80. Uh, but that's the first time I ever heard it from somebody of that level. And I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure enough, it happened. Okay. And that I didn't believe it. Now it has to, to that. The reason I bring that up is I think that there are certain people who knew and certain coaches who had been vetted. They were looking, you know, they, they, they weren't interviewing, but they were looking at who they might want to bring in. And I know that Kirk, I mean, Nick Saban has built a powerhouse program and a legacy, and he doesn't want to just hand it over to some idiot who come, walks in and goes, hey, I'm the new Alabama coach. He wants it to be maintained. So I'm with you. He stays in the office. He introduces the new guy to all the players. He gives them as much information as possible. He wants them to continue winning. If uh, there's questions in there about uh, – uh, Kirby Smart, you know, being offered NFL jobs. If hypothetically Kirby Smart were to take one, you guys can't tell me he wouldn't make sure that whoever took over for him kept George at the level that it's at. Right? I definitely agree. They, I mean, they, they're the same type DNA. I mean, yeah. Kirby, Kirby learned all of this stuff from Saban, and he brought it to Georgia. He built Georgia up. Well. I mean, he he stepped into a little bit better situation, I think, in Georgia than Saban did Alabama. But I mean, he built Georgia up to what it is now, and I think I completely agree. He would he would kind of be like Mike's, like I mentioned yesterday on the reaction, like Shashevsky, Mike Shashevsky from Duke, kind of making uh, you know sure that uh, you know whoever who I forgot the name who who took him over, you know, is you know familiar with the program, obviously, and and he is, and you know, hold them to a standard. Yeah, he's going to be over there in the support role to uh, uh, Trent's point that I could see him doing that. Uh, real quick, we have a couple of questions about the 2024 that the guys just signed in that class. Um, anybody in there you see going, hey, I know I just signed my NIL, but I was thinking I was going to be playing for Nick Saban, and now I'm not. Anybody in here you saw that Georgia was kind of a nip and tuck with that uh, – if they were to say, hey, I want out of my uh, national letter of intent that Georgia might be able to pick off. Um, you look down the list. One name that's interesting is the Steve uh, Mbuma right here. And he's a guy who Georgia, I can't remember if they offered him or not, but he's, you know, he's a guy from Canada who was like interesting. Oh, yeah, and, and, you know, he ended up going to Alabama. Does Georgia maybe try to get him? Because obviously they have, they have kind of, flirted with some guys in the transfer portal. Do you try to get that guy, a guy you've got a relationship with, a guy who's been on campus? Um, you know, that might be an under-the-radar one. Uh, let's look at the rest of this class. I mean, Amari Jefferson, I don't know if you've even got room to take another receiver. Amari Jefferson's really freaking good um, out of uh, out of Chattanooga there. And I don't know if he has enrolled or not. That would be a good question. Um and J Jalen Abakwe is a great defensive back. He would be one. I don't know what even the likelihood of that. I mean, none of these – the thing is, you, you just don't know with these guys because, one, a lot of it will depend on who – and we talked about this yesterday, Roddy, who the head coach is. Right. Which assistant coaches does he keep? Which, you know, uh, assistant position coach – like there's a lot of, of layers just that could affect guys going in the portal. So we don't know. But what you, what you look at is guys, like you said, Georgia was in on, the relationships that are there. And I guess positions like everyone wants to talk about Justice Haynes, and and that's great. Does Georgia even really have room to to stuff another running back on the roster? He'd probably make it work, but do you, would you rather prioritize 
a different position. So it's it's just it's just something that that's going to have to be, I guess, figured out over the next week or two or month or whatever. But it's like I, I guess those guys can leave. Like anybody, any other transfer, I would guess. But uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's a weird time. Well, uh, we saw the comments in there about is that 2023 class that was loaded, and so mm-hmm. we're not sure about the if any of these guys would go. But now that the coach is leaving, you got a 30 day extension of the transfer portal. Let's talk. We had we had a story at UJSports.com about possible guys who might decide to go into the transfer portal, and again, we don't know who's going in. Maybe nobody. Maybe all of them. No clue. But there are certain ones that, uh, and our buddy Evan Grimes says, uh, if Caleb Down enters the portal, uh, how do you like your chances? But again, that let, let's go over some of the possibilities that again that Georgia was very very in on when these guys decided to go to Alabama, and they've been there for a while. Uh, we've seen that we've definitely seen players flip from you know going to the transfer portal and wind up at uh, Alabama. Could we see some of those guys coming back to play for the next closest thing to Nick Saban, Kirby Smart? Like, hey, I like the way this is lined up. I don't know, that, you know, I don't know that Norvell is going to be that same guy. I don't know that uh, uh, Lane Kiffin is that same guy. I want to, I want to improve my chances, or I want to stick with this. I'll go play for a Nick Saban disciple in Kirby Smart in Athens. Besides, I almost picked them when I was uh, when I made my decision. Give me some names. Uh, I mean, Caleb Downs, Keon Keeley was a guy. Um, oh, yeah. and you, you're looking at a, a position of, of need in Athens as uh, Keeley would fit that um, at that outside linebacker position. Um, I mean, Justice Haynes is an obvious. Obvious. Running back. But again, do you, do you have room for another running back? And, um, and I think uh, not, in this, uh, not all do you have room for running back. Uh, do you want to put – any more NIL money towards a running back. Um, yeah. I think it is, I guess, how you would define it these days. Um, you just you just landed ETN, and um, do you have, you know, NIL money to put towards a, whatever eighth running back uh, on scholarship? So um, uh, I think they would definitely push one of Georgia's running backs, maybe two of Georgia's running backs out uh, into the portal, into the spring, uh, if, if that was to happen. One that could be interesting is is Dylan Lonergan, the quarterback, because the, yep. the rumor out there is Georgia wanted to get to a fourth quarterback. And he – you know, I don't think Georgia really went all in as far as wanting to take him because obviously that was during the, the Manning sweepstakes, and I think he committed even before um, Arch did. And he would be coming home, and he would get the same – promised that um, Jaden Maiava got us, hey, come to Georgia, learn under Carson Beck, and then spring 2025, you'll be able to battle it out with um, Puglisi, Gunnar Stockton, whoever else is here. And, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, there's nothing really that says you can't just transfer again. So I saw the James Smith's name. I, I don't uh... – that's a, that's a question. I think Georgia was not as high on James Smith as as like mm-hmm. Alabama was in the recruiting process. I think there was a some work ethic issues and stuff like that 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 kind of soured Georgia on that one. So uh, I, I'm not sure on that one. I know that it is position of need, but um, that would be an interesting. Well, I mean, name to- there's a there's a pope in the uh, transfer portal yeah. now that uh, Georgia and Alabama seem to have differing. Uh, uh, assessments on. <laughs> Get your, sit your butt back down there. <laughs> Trent's left the building. They don't need any more preferred walk-on safeties. Okay. 
be, be nice. Uh, I do want to go back to real quick though, because Evan asked a good question and, um, We've had a bunch of people talking about you. Know, there's questions about uh, Caleb Downs. I don't blame Gilmer with watching just then. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Blade. We, we need to get him on here. Uh, be, do a guest host spot for us. Uh, I guess everyone wants to know about Caleb Downs. If he actually were to go in the portal, do you think he would wind up at Georgia? A lot of people know there's, there's you know, close, but at the same time, there was there's other stuff in the background there for why he went to Alabama. I think Ohio State finished second. Um, yeah, I would. I would bet no. I could be wrong, but if, if you made me pick, if you made me pick Georgia or the field, I'm taking the field for sure. We were also wrong about you know KJ KJ Bolden too. So you know anything? You were wrong. I was right. <laughs> now I I would be willing to bet that Kirby Smart would be all over. Oh yeah, Caleb Dems. But oh, yeah. um, that's why yeah, Kirby I, doesn't burn bridges. Yeah, yep. there there was some uh you know during the recruiting process. I think there was uh some disagreements and stuff that um, within the family. So and yeah, that's I, think- why I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds and, you know, air dirty laundry and stuff like that. But that's why when people say, what are the chances? It seems like an instant. Oh yeah, this is absolutely going to happen. If he goes to the portal, he's a slam dunk here. You, there, you think there's slam dunks when it comes to the, the first person they call to replace Nick Saban is a slam dunk. It's, mm. Dan Lanny, it's going to be the guy you find out. No, it's, there's, Life's a lot more complicated than who was second. And hell, in this case, Georgia wasn't even second. Yeah. I'm either there. Yeah. Oh, hey, well, we got a, a super chat from <laughs> Captain Guy Bob Fear saying, uh, hey, it's a small deposit if, uh, if UGA could bring in Juju Lewis to Athens. You're going to have to add some zeros to that, Captain. Yeah. Guy Bob. <laughs> move that, move that small down. deposit literally when we're talking about right. the Juju but you know, so we'd appreciate that deposit. <laughs> we do. That is, uh, you know, actually, I, I was thinking about having a. If we can get Kirby Smart to do a nil, an interview about nil and such, how and the proceeds of that interview were to go to uh, the uh, Classic City Collective, the nil fund. I bet that would be a pretty neat system. A bunch of people join again. You, yeah. you have. Uh, $10 isn't going to get it. But if you have 1,000 people, 10,000 people contributing $10, and that's what Georgia needs. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to say, you know, cheerlead for them. I'm just saying that what we see on a daily basis is NIL issues, NIL, um, an NIL battle. And a lot of these questions that people are asking about, what about the guys going into the portal? Who could transfer? Who can you get? As you were talking about with Justice Haynes, it wasn't, you know, the scholarship. Do, do you – uh, provide another scholarship for a eighth running back. It's like, do you provide the NIL funds for an eighth running back? And that has really changed the calculus of it. And it's going to drive a lot of coaches out of the business. They're going to go to the NFL. So it's coming. All right. Um, real quick, let's run to the questions. Let me find them. Okay. Um, real quick from our buddy, uh, PA dog, uh, 610 from the vault. He says, uh, may as well get this right off the bat. Do y'all think we land any Bama guys, portal or 2025 class? I think we've kind of adjusted on that. So point blank, do you think Georgia winds up with any of them? I think so. I think, I think Mason short is, Mm -hmm. you know, what we, what we've kind of already talked about and hit on that, you know, he's probably the, at least in that 2025 class, probably the best, uh, you know, it was, 
Jamil Major said, just kind of poach candidate. Um, the candidate's going to be, you know, flipped. So there's also Zion Grady, who Jed said is visiting on February 3rd, which is a promising to get, you know, get him on campus, see if they can get him back, you know, in the summer. Um, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that I put, you know, in that article from the state of Alabama, from the state of Texas, from Tennessee, Georgia, that they're all battling for. Um, and so, but I think those two would be at least from that 2025 class. Got you there. So at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's all I want to do. Right, um, this was uh, from uh, DeFranklin31. Uh, any Is there any truth to UGA approaching Bama players? I mean, that's Ooh. happening everywhere. No, no, they're not in the portal yet. None of that happens. Well, I'm not not necessarily like Georgia staff, but I, I'm, I'm more like at, over Christmas break, you had Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs in Athens hanging out with Georgia players at downtown. I mean, it's more yeah. so players recruiting players mm-hmm. saying, hey, come play with us. And now even more so, um, you know, a lot of these friends, a lot of these kids, grew up together and, 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 you know, played on seven on seven teams or what's what's so, so they're, they're, they talk all the time, no matter what school they're at. So I guarantee there's some recruiting going on among the players to get other players on campus to, uh, you know, team up with. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you tell me right now that there's a, a safety tandem, uh, I mean, just a, a Malachi Starks and Caleb Downs with, uh, with KJ Bolden as a an Aguero uh, backing him up yeah. and Aguero backing him up. Uh, I mean, jeez, <laughs> just, just I might push Dan Jackson and that's thinking twice about staying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Davis, like, see you, sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love y'all. I do. I'm a dog at heart, but I mean, I gotta go somewhere and play. Uh, I'm with you there. It's so I'm not joking or being rude about the whole. Uh, approaching Bama players. I'm not insinuating that it is, but a lot of the time, well, Quinshawn Judkins, Georgia heard that he might be entering the portal a few weeks ago. How did they hear about it? They didn't reach out to him, but somebody within that camp's like, hey, uh, would you guys be interested in another running back? And Georgia's like, SEC's best running back? Absolutely we would. So they made uh, contingency plans in case he went into the portal. You have to be coaches. Players have agents just like coaches. That's have. my point. So uh, those agents are reaching out to. I mean, I, I even got a phone call about a, a certain tight end that was going to enter the portal. It, it's just that they're making phone calls before it's in the season's even over. So a lot of it's working behind the scenes of their agent, just like a coach's agent is is working behind the scenes, and uh, and I think that's where it all. You know that's where it all begins. It's not necessarily the player. It's not necessarily the 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 team. Their their representatives are reaching out to people to see if they're interested in a you know that position. Um, you know if they if they did enter the portal. Oh, you're you're uh, dead on. That's and that's completely legal. So, uh, and it could be an agent. It could be somebody in the family. So it's uh, not just, uh, you know, the the player themselves. But again, once the player goes into the portal, then you can have direct talks with them. So, uh, how many times have we seen a guy enters the portal and by that afternoon he's tweeting out a graphic of where he's winding up? So, happens way too often. <laughs> uh, another question from uh, Franklin31 How credible of a threat is it for Schumann to go to Alabama as the head coach? Thoughts uh, on losing Glenn Schumann to Alabama uh, or the, the possibility of that? My opinion would be they're bringing Schumann in 
to be a defensive coordinator with a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they're I, – I don't see Schumann as a, the next head coach at Alabama. No. Yeah, I agree. I just – I don't think you, – you need a guy who who knows that, – that's it's, it's a hard enough job as it is when you're not having a guy running a program for the first time. I, I think – you need a guy like a Dabo, like a DeBoer, like Mike Morve- Mike Norvell, Dan Lang, who has run his own ship before. Um, so I, I think you wouldn't really hire anyone on their staff because the one guy who would make sense, I guess, would be Travis Robinson, who has never run his own program before. It, it would make complete sense for them to try to bring Shu in and team him up with DeBoer with DeBoer's lack yeah. of uh, – with, with the lack of um, – familiarity with the, with the Southeast in Alabama. Um, yeah. I think bringing shoe in with him would be uh, what they would be trying to do. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that as a head coach. Yeah, hey, Garrett, you almost got me with that uh, dab out of Bama. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting on the Saban news or the Alabama new head coach news to break while we are taping. Yeah, then we'll just train. We'll translate yeah. transition it into a uh, reaction show. Uh, uh, another question from DeFranklin uh, thirty one is UGA in it for Elijah Griffin? Yes, yes, Absolutely. very much. Okay, quantify that. They're yeah. more than in it. Um, yeah. They are very are strongly in it. <laughs> I would say Georgia's the the team to beat at this point. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, use your words. (laughs) Oh, he's. I spoke to him. Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart just committed to Oregon. What? Yep. It's a good day for Oregon. Yeah, they 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 keep their head coach and they get Evan Stewart. But no, back to the. I actually spoke to Elijah. Um, I think they beat Morgan County in the quarterfinal. I didn't get to speak to him after the state championship because they lost to Bo Walker and Cedar Grove. But I mean, he was very high. He was very high on Georgia. He was very appreciative of, you know, uh, you know, all the his relationship with Coach Scott. And, uh, you know, he, he said that, uh, you know, Justice Terry had been, you know, kind of recruiting him, um, you know, for a while. And then I, I ran, you know, I talked to, justice after you know his state championship loss and and he said and he said like the number one thing on his mind was you know in in terms of this next class was getting elijah griffin and david sanders in this class so i would say that uh you know george is very much in it and and two main threats for for justice terry and or griffith and david sanders was alabama Mm -hmm. uh, that that's where it's coming to be yeah Uh, because because I can tell you, Justice Terry, I, I, I've, I've mentioned since I sat on a plane next to him on the way back from uh, IMG Academy, um, he's going to be a hard flip just simply because he, he's he's trains with the same guy that Trayvon Walker trained with. It's, it's a big Georgia town. It, I mean, he's going to be tough to flip. And Alabama was the one team that was even remotely close to even uh, having the opportunity to do that, and I, that's not going to happen now. I don't see it. Well, that answers the question. The last one there: What is the percentage that Justice Terry maintains his uh, commitment? So, yeah, I mean, there's a full year, pretty much left, but I'd say ninety percent. I mean, would would you go that high, Trent? It's, yeah, I'd, he's he's going to be very tough to flip, and I, you know, I think uh, 
the two marquee defensive programs uh, in the country. And when you talk about putting guys in the league, you're Georgia and Alabama. And now with Saban gone from Alabama, that that leaves one. And uh, and especially on the defensive line, what Georgia's done on the defensive line, putting guys in the league. So, and I, I think, would, and I think it helps kind of with that Savannah Savannah connection too. I when I was talking to Elijah, he he obviously he and Jed. You'd heard this too from him. I think that he knows who Warren Brinson is. He knows who yeah. Nolan Smith is. That are all Savannah kids. He knows, you know, Kramari Lassiter from you know Savannah, you know, by way of you know school in Alabama. But I mean, still, I think I think that connection is pretty strong as well. Yeah, and to Chase's point, I w- I wasn't saying Schumann would take the job, but he is an Alabama grad. He's uh, uh, that's where his him and his wife are from. So. I think it's it's more home to him. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. It is a lateral move, but I'm saying it would make sense for Alabama to want to team him up with a DeBoer with his, um, you know, with his. Yeah, if he's, if he's smart, he flies over there, takes the the interview about maybe the lateral move or the head coaching job, and uh, then you come out and um, he gets a big raise out of it, as uh, the damn beast media says. You know, speaking of Schumann, is he in line for a pay raise after the one LSU doled out? Every time you see a two point five or whatever you know, million dollars for an assistant coach, every other assistant coach out there, any of them worth their salt, are like, "Hey, um, I, I, that the market has moved up." Um, I've I've heard actually of stuff about T. Rob needing to come to Georgia. Um, I thought it was very interesting that Georgia has only had one, only lost one coach in this so far. Uh, in this uh, uh, cycle, and it was funny we were on a show when we, um, when that news kind of came out, or we were at the uh, uh, basketball thing uh, when they hired uh, Dante Williams. We mentioned this, and Coach John said, "Yeah, they, you know, it'll be it'll be even stunning or more stunning if it's that's the same come February." So with all these coaching changes, with a bunch of guys, you know, o- openings at the NFL level, maybe some college coaches going to the NFL, there's that domino effect of those college jobs opening up and them needing to be filled. And where a lot of, a lot of uh, ADs are going to be looking at the university of Georgia and its staff to fill some of those spots. So I know, I know we're, um, and even if they, these guys don't actually take those jobs, you're going to have to pay to keep them because other teams, other programs are paying a lot of money. So I could definitely see it. I could, you know, and and, and every, every one of these things is going to create a domino effect. So uh, whoever takes Alabama job is going to have an opening, and that's going to create another opening right. and another opening. Yeah. So it's just going to – So, so I, I give – added 30 days to this uh, portal window, and we're just going to hit the summer. <laughs> so I want to give uh, Coach John credit because, you know, he, I mean, he's a coach. It's his business. He, he gets it. But I was like, well, no, they made it through the portal. They made it through the end of December, you know. There's not a whole lot more that can happen. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. So he he saw the writing on the wall, and it, it would, to his point, it, I would be stunned too if there wasn't a shakeup on Georgia staff just because these. The, it's not only the head coach at the University of Alabama. That's not the only job that is going to be or will be open. Mm-hmm. Who who could you honestly see leaving for a maybe a head coaching position uh, besides Glenn Schumann? Del McGee. That's what. Yeah. That that's the two names that came to my mind. I I, I don't think Muschamp necessarily. Mike Bobo. Uh, Muschamp. I mean, Muschamp's been a, a two-time SEC head coach. Mike Bobo's been a head coach. If there's a, a position to open up for him, 
I could see him taking it. Colorado State wasn't a great situation, but if there's another one, he he could do it. Uh, trying to think. Um, oh, uh, Todd Hartley. Todd Hartley would be a fantastic head yeah. coach. So between him and Glenn Schumann and uh, – I think for, it would take the right job for, for a majority of those guys. With, uh, McClendon. McClendon's already been a coordinator, you know, so I could definitely see him doing it. So uh, to, to your point, yeah, it would have to be the right situation. They're in a good spot. It has to be – Oregon was perfect for Dan Lanning. Made, made great sense, you know. Uh, when Mel Tucker took his, when um, – That's what worried uh, me. Uh, you know, Pittman, Arkansas, think, come on, it's perfect. You're thinking about Dan Lanning going to uh, – you know, if he would have went to Alabama, you think about – well, they could fill that position with the next Dan Lanning and, and Glenn Schumann. So uh, that that's first thing that, that came to my mind. Why not fill it with you know, if Lanning did take that job, Schumann would be the perfect fit over there. You oh, know, yeah. I agree. Uh, shout out to Alan Barry says I don't think they hire anybody other than a uh, former Saban assistant. I I agree, or at least somebody who is of that tree in some way, shape, or form because. You don't want to change the culture. You know what works. You want that blueprint. So I get it. I heard Jimbo's looking for a job. Hey, I mean, Jimbo, uh, I can see Mike Norvell over there. I can see, yeah. uh, but I am hearing a lot about DeBoer. So yeah. we'll see. Well, Billy Napier, he'd be good candidate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Florida fans. Probably You're choosing can't. violence tonight, man. I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on. <laughs> Dude, hey, speaking of, uh, uh, we mentioned these on our other shows, but y'all going to have to uh, hit up some of these uh, gummies here. I'm going to make sure you take about six or seven of these, calm your ass down. <laughs> so, for our friends at the Rogue Shop. Patrick uh, took 14 tonight. He's asleep. <laughs> he, had a good, he had a good birthday. <laughs> he did have a good birthday. Hey, a uh, question from Distiller Dog. It says, anything new on uh, uh, Terry Busey ahead of his, his official visit later this month? Yeah, I mean, nothing new. Um, that's one. It, it had been – he's, I think, still committed to Texas A&M, but it had kind of seemed like it was going to be A&M and LSU for a while, and I still think that's probably the case. But Georgia's getting an official, obviously, and believe it's the last official. Is it right, Trent? It's that weekend before signing day. So – I mean, it's that part of it is noteworthy, um, but I, I still think it's going to be it, it might be a too little too late situation. But again, if you get the last visit and it's an official on top of that, you you never know. But I, I would still bet on either sticking with A&M or going to LSU as of right now. And Alabama was another team in that and don't see but, that happening anymore. I mean, but to your point, like you were just talking about a minute ago, Trent, if the staffs at A&M and or LSU change in the next yes. month. And Georgia's, I mean, Georgia's could change, I guess, theoretically too. But if Georgia stays intact, maybe they do swoop in late. But his connection to Georgia just got hired at Georgia. So yeah. I don't see that really changing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dante Williams is, is the one that's kind of put Georgia in the mix for uh, Terry. And he went down to the Under Armour game and played wide receiver, but he's a defensive back. Mm -hmm. And it uh, was very interesting to see. He was, um, he's kind of built, I'm trying to think. He's kind of thicker than Malachi Starks, but um, he 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 looks the part. About six foot, close to two hundred. Um, definitely looks the part. And and when he talked about Georgia, he I was like, "Well, have you ever been to Georgia?" He was like, "No." 
I, I, I know nothing about Georgia. And, uh, and he's, uh, he knew, knew nothing about like Athens and, and, and the, you know, around, around Georgia and the facilities and stuff. And he's like, Dante Williams has been talking it up. Um, uh, and like he said that if there's one coach on the recruiting trail, that's his favorite person uh, is, is him. And uh, which was very interesting to me. So um, I, I think Georgia, uh, I, I would list their chances as lower because just because he's just unfamiliar with, with, with Georgia and, you know, the university, but it all comes down to that visit. And, and if Georgia comes in and, and, you know, blows them away on that visit, you know, anything can happen, especially in this day and age and uh, recruiting. So uh, Georgia getting a visit is, is, is very big, right? um, you know, with especially that last one. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears here from those guys. Uh, we have – it's been a while since we had a show. It kept lining up on either uh, Christmas or New Year's Day or the uh, championship game, so we had to keep moving our rumors versus facts show. It's been a while. Let's talk about some of the guys that Georgia did add through the transfer portal and one that they had and then hadn't. Jed, give us a rundown on uh, the quarterback that was in and out. Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be short. Um, you kind of – you know, it, it came out of that weekend, and there, there were reports out that it was Georgia and USC, and we were like, oh, okay. And then, all you know, Dash had that story where he talked to um, Dave Uyagale, and he was like, yeah, he wants to learn. He wants to be – he chose Georgia because he wants to be developed. He's going to learn. It's cool, whatever. Um, and then, I mean, 28 hours later, whatever, he's going to USC. So, I don't know. I mean, when, when something like that happens that quick, you start to think, okay, was this just – Using Georgia as NIL leverage, like what, what, what even is if, if your commitment is that uh, un, unstable to where you could flip in a day, then why did you commit yeah. in the first yeah. place? So I didn't think I'd ever see a quarterback take fewer snaps than Jamie Newman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Jamie Newman practiced. I mean, it's like Damn, fair, you were red hot tonight. It was really because I, I mean, because people say, oh, it didn't make sense. But when you sell the guy on, hey, you could come here and, and compete in the spring, like it makes it makes sense, especially for a guy like Mayaba who had know, two or three years of eligibility left. So I don't know. It, it made sense. Well, for, you, you, I'll tell you what, one of the things that happened in that, yeah. he got hit with that, uh, uh, Kirby Smart's going to the Falcons uh, narrative. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Damn it, Lane Kiffin. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that tweet. I'm just saying that's uh, that was part of it. Was oh well, that's changing. So again, those that you can use that uh, those rumors out there to you can use that to your advantage and your disadvantage. It can hurt you and help you. So uh, shout out to. Uh, uh, a damn beast media for supporting us. Uh, again, you need to follow him on TikTok and uh, Facebook and uh, all his social media programs. He, he's a good dude. I'm, I'm kind of mad that our uh, our uh, one of our other TikTok buddies isn't in here. He's probably on probably doing live stuff right now. Uh, Jake Gaines would be a good move for Bama. Yeah, absolutely. Get yeah. him on the good. That's a good point. From the state, coach yeah. high school in the state. Especially if if it ends up being Kalen DeBoer, again another guy like a Glenn yeah. Schumann who would who's got Southeast slash Alabama connections. Yeah, and then like Foster Moss says, you got to get him on there and uh, get uh, Rush Probst. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> we, 
we know yeah. it's the joke, you know, there's the Dan Mullen joke too, but I'm like, if you, if you're coming in from, if you're DeBoer and you're coming in here, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, Kelly at LSU. Don't come in and give us a, a God awful fake accent, but you better hire some people that know the lay of the land. Russ is coming and Pruitt's right behind him. Hell yeah. I would hire, he better hire Jeremy Pruitt. If he, if he comes in, Pruitt would be, be one of the first guys he calls, you know, like, look, I just need you in my recruiting room. I need you as an analyst. I need I need you to teach me the name of the, this high school kid, you know, or these uh, high school coaches. Hey, Foster Moss, thanks for the uh, the uh, super chat there, and I will go buy a beer. Absolutely. All right, uh, who else did they get? They got a, uh, what three wide receivers? Yeah, London Humphreys, Caleb Young, or Colby Young, and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. The second. Well, London Humphreys was also, I believe, we had a show with him. It was yeah. Michael Jackson that we haven't spoken about since. Yeah, he was Michael Jackson. Thoughts on Jackson? He's a big physical receiver. Um, you know, I I think he part of his time um, he spent at USC. He was injured, but um, you know, watching him, well, I actually watched a few of these Pac-12 after dark games, and you know, he you know he was one of the. You know, I think he was that three four guy um, at USC and. He, impre- he impressed me just with his size and ability to, you know, get open. He He's another uh, guy. You know, I, I was kind of skeptical on it, but it, it was very surprising to see the USC fans talking about how big of a loss he was. Um, and I think I thought that was surprising because I'm like, look at the stats. And then you go back and you find out that he was hurt. Then um, uh, they were playing some guys over him, and I think it was more so they played some guys that they had taken in the transfer portal, uh, got to the transfer portal with the Caleb Williams deal over him, and uh, and he he just really never got a deserving shot. Then when he did, he got injured. But he does he he fits the mold of having that breakaway speed and ability to make people miss in the open field, and that's what Georgia's been trying to get. Yeah, I agree. The 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 way it was described to me, they said he is a loss like. Georgia fans feared Arian Smith would be a guy who's flashed, flashed the potential and you would hate to lose him. You'd understand it if you did, but you would absolutely uh, hate to, uh, to have that happen. Uh, and that wide receiver room is full. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking yeah. at this, it, it's jam packed. Just the way that the, you got three or four guys returning that really turned it on at the end of the season. Um, and then of course you get Ra Ra coming back that was injured at the end of the season. I mean, you, you got, you got six guys that are good, not counting, um, um, your, your true freshman this past year, your punt returner, what's the name? Uh, Evans. Oh uh, yeah. Evans. Um, and Evans really turned it on in the year and got a lot of playing time in the bowl game. So caught a touchdown. Uh, that kid's fearless return of punts. Uh, you talk about the recruiting room being big. I kind of had a fight with Coach Dotton because I said the uh, running back room was loaded. He's like, loaded? None of those guys carried the damn ball. And he's right. Uh, it's, I, I was thinking loaded from a number standpoint. You get seven uh, running backs on scholarship with Trevor Etienne joining the uh, crew. Um, how do you guys see that playing out and your thoughts on getting landing Trevor Etienne? Yeah, Etienne's huge. Um, just because, I mean, obviously, you don't know what Branson Robinson is going to be. Andrew Paul is still, you know, year two is when those guys usually start getting back to normal off of injuries. But still, he's he's unproven to a point. Um, so, yeah, adding a guy who has played in the SEC, has that experience, knows what it takes, um, is is 
maybe a little bit more of a home run threat than than guys like like a Dejon Edwards or even a Kendall Milton. Um, yeah, it's it's huge because now you pair him, just guys you, you know are healthy. Him, Roderick Robinson, um, I mean Andrew Paul. Uh, I really, th- I really think a one-two punch of of Branson if healthy and Etn would be very good with yes. Rod kind of playing that Dejon role that he played uh, earlier on in his career, and then um, you know these these freshmen coming in are more yeah. uh, specialty yeah. type guys. Um, you know, watching them in the All American game, and uh, you know more more co- coming in for you know playing them in the slot and stuff like that. So. Um, I think Branson and Etienne are the two most talented guys on campus, and I think uh, Rod is more of your bell cow uh, coming in the fourth quarter and just torture people. God, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he like, I kind of felt bad watching him run over FSU, and that's just uh, that's that's not fair. Uh, last guy I'll talk, touch on real quick is uh, McLeod. We don't know a whole lot about what he brings to it. Maybe you guys know more than me. Give me your thoughts on Xavier McLeod because. One area that everybody was talking about Georgia needed to fix was the defensive line. They've gotten one uh, guy there. Give me your thoughts on him real quick, and we'll wrap the show with that. Yeah, I mean, he's up around three bills, I believe. So he's kind of that – he can probably mostly play three-tech. He can maybe kick inside. I don't know exactly how much he weighs, but he can maybe kick inside. Um, he's a guy who – I know he's close with Jamal Jarrett because he's, he's a South Carolina guy. Jamal's a North Carolina guy. So they were close coming out of high school. And when I spoke with him, he – he, he was at South Carolina for a year, left the team, and no one kind of really knew or knows why um, in the middle of the year. But when I spoke with him when he when he was in the portal after he visited George, I think he sounded a lot like a guy who was like, okay, I've spent a year in college. I now know like it, it's time to, to get real as far as getting developed and going to the next level. So And, and that's his biggest thing about – that's what he told Dash. He's like, I know Georgia's coaches are going to get me to where I want to be. So, I got to get my crap together, basically. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It, yeah. You can't really judge him on. I mean, as far as South Carolina goes, because there ain't much film there. But yeah. when when his high school film was very good, I mean, uh, Georgia wanted him for a reason, and um, and I think I think if he can get back to that caliber of, caliber of play, he can really help Georgia. Uh, especially, yeah. I think at the three technique, I think Jamal Jarrett is a is a key to Georgia's defense next year. Of you know. It, Nazir Stackhouse needs some help, and uh, you know him coming back. I think I think he needs some help in the middle, and I think Jamal Jarrett is the key to that. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to slide McLeod in uh, much besides maybe a nickel, but um, I think McLeod is a guy that at that three take position is very talented. That could, um, you know, he might not year one, but I think he can develop into a, you know a very good player for Jordan. Coming in, coming in, I had heard you know we don't know why. You know, he exactly left South Carolina, but I heard from, you know, one of his, you know, someone that I know very well from, you know, his one of his freshman teammates that came up, came in with him that said that, you know, he he was fun to be around. You know, he was a, you know, it obviously didn't work out, um, you know, the way he had wanted to. But, you know, a lot of people uh, I read some on the board and some of these some of these, you know, kind of posts that were saying, you know, he might be a project, but I don't think he will be. I think, you know, kind of what. You know, y'all said he he knows, uh, you know, he came to get developed and he's serious about it. So I think that he's probably coming in with a good attitude. Yeah, Trey Scott ain't taking just anybody. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not going to – and I get sometimes you you take a chance, but uh, they're tough on they're, – they're tight on spots. And, and it was not a great 
class of defensive linemen in the transfer portal. So um, they're not going to waste one. You saw, yeah, it, you know, Kirby's very cognizant of what he's got and what he has room for. So um, if Lane gets leaves, like, you might see those guys, those, those, all the transfer portal additions leave again. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. You took the words right out of my mouth. And then if he takes his defensive coordinator back to Alabama, everybody will hate him. So, <laughs> All right, folks, on that, uh, with that note, we are going to take off. We will be back on our regularly scheduled uh, time next Monday at 8.30, and we will be recapping a huge visit weekend. Now, this, uh, if you check out UJSports.com, we pro- should probably mention where the hell we work. Uh, UJSports.com, you guys had a fantastic uh, list of all the guys who are going to be visiting this weekend. It's a huge visit weekend for the University of Georgia, uh, especially in light of the Nick Saban news. Um, I, I imagine there will be a little pep in the step over there amongst the recruiting folks, uh, some big names coming to town. We have a story first thing in the morning from Jed about the top guys that you need to pay attention to who are going to be visiting also very big for 2025, 2026. I mean, Kirby's, yeah, they've moved the clock. They've moved the uh, focus. So next Monday, we will be talking about some of those big visits and hopefully have some, uh, again, a lot of the stuff will be behind the paywall, but, you know, we let a lot of it leak out over here. So be sure to check with us next Monday, 830, Rumors versus Facts. We'll have a big weekend visit recap for you then. For the guys, I'm Roddy DeBolsey. We'll see you later. Take care.